This is the Actionable UX Podcast, where we provide research-backed insights you can use right now to start building world-class product experiences. I'm your host, Austin Acevedo. For each episode in the series, I'll present a new topic or effect, summarize a key scientific study related to that topic, and offer a few examples for how you can implement it today. This episode, we're talking about the Z-Garnic effect. After this episode, you'll be able to use this to motivate users to complete their tasks, make your product more sticky, and increase user engagement. Let's get started. The Zigarnik effect refers to a psychological phenomenon where people remember unfinished tasks more easily than completed tasks. We've all abruptly woken up in the middle of the night at the thought of a missed homework assignment or some small task that slipped our minds at work. Maybe sometimes it's something we forgot to do weeks, months, or years ago. On the contrary, it's unlikely that you were shocked into consciousness in the middle of the night because you remembered to walk your dog earlier in the day or responded to all your emails. This demonstrates exactly what Bluma Zigarnik set out to understand in her flagship study. It's said that Zigarnik was dining at a restaurant and observed that the servers had an impressive knack for remembering complicated orders and keeping track of unpaid tabs. However, once the food was prepared and the customers paid, the same servers struggled to recall specific details of each order, having shifted their attention and possibly memory to other more pressing matters. Bluma Zigarnik was a Lithuanian psychologist who studied experimental psychology in Berlin. She published her paper on finished and unfinished tasks in 1927. In the start of her paper, Zigarnik begins by sharing her discovery of a need, or quasi-need, for people to finish tasks that they've started. She postulates that starting a task but not finishing it creates an inner tension between a person's current state, which is having an unfinished task in their mind, and their ideal state, which is having completed that task. Zigarnik states that in this study, she is setting out to better understand the relation between this inner tension system and its effects on our memory. Zigarnik's first experiment contained a group of 164 individuals, including students, teachers, and children. She built a set of approximately 20 tasks comprising of puzzles, arithmetic problems, and other similar activities. She told her subjects they would be receiving a series of tasks which they are to complete as quickly as possible. As each individual began their set of tasks, half of them were interrupted. Some would be allowed to complete their tasks and some would not. The initial results showed that when asked to recall which tasks were most or least interesting, 90% of the subjects recalled the interrupted tasks more readily. This was a huge discovery because up until this point, it was believed that people remembered things that they've accomplished more easily than the things that they hadn't. Time to celebrate, right? Not just yet. Zigarnik wanted to dig more into why the interrupted tasks were more memorable and be sure that it wasn't some other psychological factor that could have caused it. She questioned, did the nature of the interruption make it more memorable? Does the, quote, shock value of interrupting the user impact their memory of the task interrupted? Is there any impact on if a subject was told that they would be asked to complete the task later? After a barrage of additional questions and tests showing minimal correlation, Zigarnik came to the conclusion that an inner tension system exists when we have started a task but not finished it, which tends toward resolution. 
When we start something, we have an innate desire to finish it. She believed that the increased ability to recall unfinished tasks is actually proof that this inner tension system exists. But what of the strength of that recall? What of the strength of this desire to resolve what we haven't completed? This is where she explored a few more potential factors, a key one being attitude. She observed a clear difference between participants who were ambitious and cared about the success or failure completing their tasks versus a group of 10 high school students who were much more interested in taking part in a psychology study, but they had little interest in completing the tasks themselves. These disengaged students didn't show any memorial advantage for incomplete tasks. She concludes that the subject's own feeling comes into play. The subjects that were more engaged in their tasks tend to have better recall of what they had left to complete. Their inner tension system pulls tighter, so to speak, than when disengaged. The last factor worth noting is that of fatigue. Zigarnik ran yet another study with two groups. Group 1 represented the fatigued group performing tasks with high levels of exhaustion. Group 2 was instructed to rest for approximately 13 to 15 hours, then were asked to complete their set of tasks. Sure enough, fatigue hindered participants' abilities to have any difference in recall with regard to incomplete tasks. Zigarnik concludes that her experiments show unfinished tasks to be remembered about twice as well as completed tasks. After testing a number of different hypotheses, the recall advantage of unfinished tasks must be due to an inner tension system created between two physical states, carrying an unfinished task in the mind and completing it. The strength of that recall depends on the strength of this inner tension. The subject's own feeling or engagement about that task and fatigue are key factors that can strengthen or loosen it, resulting in either stronger or weaker recall. Learn how to implement this effect into your product after the break. Welcome back. Here are your examples for how to implement the Zigarnik effect into your product right now. Remember that our key factors that will affect recall in our users is that they have an unfinished task, that they have a strong innate desire to finish that task, and that fatigue can negatively affect their recall. Let's start with having an unfinished task. There are plenty of examples in the wild for breaking out large tasks into smaller tasks and showing an affordance for progress like a progress bar or multiple steps in a UI. You can incorporate intentional pauses at logical breakpoints to account for a user's busy schedule, allowing them the opportunity to remember to come back and finish it later in your app, product, or service. You can also use checklists or timelines of tasks to visually communicate progress to users. These are all great, but most companies stop here. Our second factor is the strong innate desire for our users to finish their task. We want that tension system to be tight, right? So ask yourself, how can you use copy to communicate to the user your core value prop in that moment? What problem does your product solve? What value will your user get by finishing the flow you're encouraging them to complete. How can you motivate them to keep running through your core loop? LinkedIn does a great job at using these two factors together. When a user is building their profile, they have a set of levels to rank your profile's quality. The steps start at beginner and end at rockstar. If I'm looking for a job, I don't want to have a beginner profile. I want to have a rockstar profile. 
This is a great combination between using progress affordances as well as identifying the core need or desire of the user and displaying it in the copy. The last factor to consider is fatigue. Although this is somewhat out of our control, think about what you can do to send strategic nudges to your users to complete their unfinished tasks. Maybe your users are college students and we assume that they wake up between 7am and 10am. This is probably a better time to nudge them than if you were going to try between 3 and 5 where they could be at work or in class or just exhausted from the day. They're not going to be motivated enough to come back and finish the task. Think hard about who your users are and when you can strategically nudge them to come back to your app, product, or service. That's it for this episode. If you'd like to dive deeper in today's concept or check out the rest of our content, please head to our website at theactionableuxpodcast.com. If you'd like to help support the show so we can continue to help you build better products, you can do that at our Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash theactionableuxpodcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.